Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. I need, I need to, yes, praise the Lord. Amen. Wow. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Lord. There's L over there. L, you want to raise your hand? There he is. Okay. He and I went to college together. Yeah, I was an unbeliever. He was an unbeliever. Guess what happened? He became a believer. Huh? Isn't that amazing? And we end up here. The same church. Wow. Amazing. Uh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We, we, when, I, when we were singing, I was thinking of this principle of responding to God. Responding to God, you know. Have any of you gentlemen before, you know, earlier in your life, you have a girlfriend and you go to the door, her door, the, go visit her with a bouquet of flowers and you put it behind your back and they ring the bell. And the mother comes to the door and, and she says, Susan, you know, Tom is here. I'll tell him I'm not home. <laughs> but I have a bouquet of flowers. But Like she doesn't care about me. She doesn't care about the flowers. Well, could you tell Susan, you know, I'm here. I just came to say hello. And then, but she is not interested. Did anything like that happen to any of you guys? In any, in any way, and you're willing to admit it, raise your hand. <laughs> one, one. I'm making up the story, but I want to make a point. Imagine you love somebody and they don't care. Imagine you, you express something out of your own heart, out of your heart, but it's ignored. And they don't care. Imagine. Of course we know that. We know what that is. That happens. When it comes to God, imagine. God God loves us. And you know how it is in life. We get occupied. So I have a short a little turn to John. This is an introduction for us. John 17. Jesus is saying his high priestly prayer. This chapter, 17, is so unique in that it is not in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. It's only in John. And where was John? Was when? How did this happen? How did he write this prayer? Between Jesus and the Father. And and everything what Jesus said to the Father, inspired here by the Holy Spirit. Man, I'll tell you, if there's any prayer I'd like to know about, it's this one. What did Jesus say to the Father about us? What did Jesus say to the Father about you and I? I'd love to know that. Well, we know it. Keep them, keep them, keep them, I believe, seven times. Jesus said to the Father, keep them. Um, he wanted us to know he, 
Jesus said, I finished the work. I manifested your name to them. They know you. They know you. I, I, I showed them who you are. He also said in here, in verse 24 and 25, <clears throat> Father, I will that they also whom you have given me, those whom you have given, whom thou hast given me, be with me where I am. They would be with me where I am. Now, there's two ideas that comes to my mind about this. This isn't the, the diagram, but here's Jesus. That they would be with me where I am. You have geographically, they will be with me where I am. Geographically, I pray that they would be with me where I am. But then, more importantly, they would be with me where I am in my heart. In my mind, they would be with me where I am, in my, in my call. They would be with me on the same team. They would be with me where I am in life. That God would be here and we would be with God, right? In ministry and in love and in faith. So, We have a spiritual, be with me where I am, spiritually. I think of David and Jonathan, their hearts were knit together. I think of Adam and Eve, when they were were married, they were one. They are together. I think of the body of Christ, that we are one. That this is uh, something we we learn and, and we know about. Verse 24, that they will be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known thee, but I have known thee. And these have known that you have sent me. There is a great distinction between around the world, and many of us have the privilege of going to different countries and being with the brothers and the sisters, and there's such a connection, a spiritual connection with our brothers and sisters that is inexplainable, cannot be explained any other way but this, that we are on his team We are with him. He has done this for us by his grace. And uh, it's the fulfillment of his prayer. Now, the diagram I want to show is simple. It's like a, a, a plane. This is a plane, and you stand on it. It's like a field of knowledge, a field of experience. It's like the life we live. It's the plane of the natural world, the plane of my life. Whatever you want to describe, put it in there, the good, the bad, the ugly, the trust, the failure, the disappointment. 
I, I just somebody sent me a video. I'll put down his name as Andrew Brunson. You know him, maybe. He was a Presbyterian pastor who was Brunson, who was in jail in Turkey for two years. The government accused him of conspiracy, and he had three life sentences. Uh, against brought against him. Anyway, he was released, but he talks about his experience in prison, and he's um, it's on video, so you can look it up. Brunson, and man of God, really, a small church in Turkey in Izmir, twenty three people I think in the church, and then this huge um, court case and and his detention imprisonment. He lost 50 pounds in prison. He was depressed. He said, the greatest trouble I had was I didn't experience God. I didn't experience the presence of God. I was so depressed. I broke down. He would cry and just, he was just devastated, depressed, discouraged. And he said, but I had to decide. This is a great message. He's sharing. He said, I had to decide if God was not there, if God is not, doesn't seem like he's helping me. I had to make a decision in my heart. I just had to decide, and I had to work at it. And what was it he deciding? And it's like this, I would say, there's another plane that we have you know, this is, this is what, what God, who is God? What does God say? Who is God? Well, I want God my way. I want God to be my way. I want God to help me. I want God to serve me. What does it, what if he doesn't? I want God to make me happy. I want God to give me a good life. What does it, what if he doesn't? What's the truth? What's the deeper? What's the life that you respond to and I? What's the meditation we respond to? What are we looking for? So this is for, for part of our message today is Psalm 139. And the psalmist has this brilliant understanding of who God is. He is omniscient, he is omnipresent, he is omnipotent. And then he says to God, search me and see if there be any evil way in me. And in prison, he had to decide, in his depression, he had to decide, is God real? Does God love me? Is God for me? And in that, in that decision, he said he could just move like one degree towards God. He could just go one degree toward God and trust. And that's how he lived. And he, he had this, uh, he, and he got released after two years. Um, and, um, and he's, excuse me, he's speaking to the American Christians now. And he's saying to us, get prepared. Get prepared for persecution. 
Get prepared for life to be difficult. Get prepared. And and I'm I'm like uh, wanting to just uh, share this with my from my heart today that that when you are worshiping God and you're singing, you are responding to God in His nature because you are actually here seated with Him in Ephesians two and verse uh, six. You're, we are actually with Him in Him. Remember, Jesus said, I pray that they would be with me where I am. Where is Jesus? He's, he's with the Father, but he's also here in our lives, isn't he? Where is he? I cannot see him. Job 23. I turn to my right, he is not there. I turn to my left, he is not there. Behind me, I cannot find him. Where is he? Oh, I would come before him. And he says uh, in that chapter 23, I know he would not come against me like to condemn me, but he would put his strength in me. It's like a beautiful meditation. I cannot find him, but if I was to meet him, I know he would put his strength in me because I know he loves me. I know he is for me. So, when when you when I am making up the story, you you take your flowers to your girlfriend's house and she doesn't care, and you walk away. <laughs> you walk away and you know, throw the flowers in the trash can. I think God is so awesome that He doesn't play games with us, and if if. If we as Christians, we, we as Christians are like the girl in the house, okay? We're like the Christian is God knocks on the door and says, I love you. And you say, I'll check, I'll, you know, I'll, when I need you, I'll call on you. But it's another thing when we, when we actually are there where Jesus is. And the Lord is with us and speaking to our hearts. That's our lesson today. Amen. Welcome, Pastor Steve. Oh, would you just take a moment with your neighbor and just build them up, have a prayer. Pray for the service for the week. Uh, pray for your family. Pray for the church, the worldwide, the whole church, every church where Christ is preached in the United States and a revival in our country, turning the people in high positions of authority, like the real, the secular, woke people, find Christ. Be changed, you know. Let's pray for that. So just right now it's a minute or two, but at home, do it. You know, have a time at home in prayer, okay? Okay, go ahead and we'll preach a short message after this. Lord, we pray 
Because you said we have not, because we ask not. We ask for some real powerful people in big tech and social media and people in power, Lord, politicians and leaders at universities and professors and to be born again, to be born again, Lord. Really, Jesus, we pray for revival, a huge moving of your spirit in our country. And turn people and persuade us, train us, lead us, Lord, lead us. Persuade us, lead us in love and faith, response to you. For family, Lord, for our families. Yes, Lord, not just to have a good life, but our families to be to be passionate, to be loving, forgiving, to be wise, to learn, to be where you are in a situation. Where is Jesus in this situation? And I'm with him. I'm with Jesus in this thing. Yes, Lord, that's what our prayer is. And for all of your churches around the world, Lord, our sisters and brothers that are persecuted, they need help today. Anoint them with fresh oil. Help them in their trouble. Empower them. Encourage them. They would find you, know you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Mark 7. This is a story that is, I want to use it, say a few things from my heart to everyone. I also want to make a point that on September 19th, that's a Tuesday, we have a special guest, Mark DeMoss. He started a Christian public relations um, business, represented Billy Graham, Liberty University, Crew Campus, Willow Creek, Hobby Lobby, Chick-fil-A, Samaritan's Purse, and others. And he, he's going to be here with us for the day. So it'll start 9 a.m. with prayer. 10 a.m. is a staff meeting. 11 a.m. grace hour stream from the chapel. So that would be a good event. So we will interview him, be with him. We will talk about his experience, uh, communications, marketing, management, helping, giving wisdom to organizations as we live in the day that we are living in. So that'll be a fun day. So you, you may be working, but you might be free Tuesday, September 19th. Okay, let's go to the text now. <clears throat> Verse 31. I think I'll make this short. So this is Mark 7, verse 31. And again, departing from the coast of Tyre and Sidon. That would be Lebanon. That's in the north part of Israel. He came unto the Sea of Galilee. 
through the midst of the coast of Decapolis. By the way, we're going to Israel the end of October for eight days, and we, we've been at the Decapolis. It's ten, like, city areas in an area, and it's fun to go there because the ancient roads are there. The, you can see the remnants, the remains of the area, and imagine what happened. And they bring unto him one that was deaf, verse 32, and had an impediment in his speech. And they beseech him to put his hand upon him. He took him aside from the multitude, put his fingers into his ears, and he spit and touched his tongue. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said unto him, Ephratha, it's tough to announce, pronounce. I wonder if I got it right. <laughs> I don't know. Ephatha, that is, be opened. And straightway his ears were open, and the string of his tongue was loosed, and he spake plain, and he charged them that they should tell no man. But the more he charged them, so much the more a great deal they published it, and were beyond measure astonished, saying, He has done all things well. He makes both the deaf to hear and the dumb to speak. So, we have a, a simple story, beautiful story, about a man who, what were his problems? He was deaf and he was dumb. He couldn't speak. And I just want to say in simple terms, this is like us. We are all so deaf, and we can't hear. We, maybe we hear what we want to hear. Maybe we can't hear, we, we can't hear in the, in the most important sense. We can't hear. Mark 4, Jesus said, It will be given to you according to your ears. And we read in the scripture that the Jews were deaf and could not hear. In Isaiah 6.10, they couldn't hear. Yes, they heard, but they couldn't really hear. Like that, that plane, that reality that counts the most in life. What does God have to say to us? So we should be quick to hear, slow to speak, James 1. We have to learn how to hear, Luke 8, and we have to be careful what we hear in Mark 4. So Andrew Brunson in prison in Turkey in his testimony, which is very touching, he said the hardest part of the whole experience was not experiencing intimacy with God. It seemed like God, I couldn't feel God, the God. I wanted intimacy with God. I needed him to comfort me. I needed him to speak to my heart. I needed him. And then he said, now that I look back at it, I saw the grace of God was with me. But it wasn't the way maybe I thought. But it was. He took care of me. He got me out of there. He answered prayer. 
And he couldn't have any visitors except his wife. And they were Americans. And, and some of the leaders said to the, his wife when he went to prison, you, you should go back to America with your sons. Your sons are back in, are in America. You should go back to America. And she said, I can't. That's my husband. I have to stay. And I can see him, I think it was 15 minutes a week. She could see him. Maybe it was a half hour. And she stayed with him, like she stayed in the country, because of love. And you know, how well do we hear, and then up on our, in our, in our picture there, of course, how well can we speak, right? And Jesus takes this man aside. We don't know why. But, I, but, but I, we can read into it. That I want you to be where I am. And I want you, I'm going to be with you. I am with you. I am with you. I am always with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And you have a problem. You have a problem in these two areas. How you hear and how you speak. And that is so true about us as people. These are things that we must learn. We have to learn a whole new life. Sometimes I meet the Christians, I mean the new Christians especially, they just feel that they can talk any way they want to. And they just feel they can um, uh, just go along their way and listen to whatever that is that they want to listen to. When Jesus takes you aside, he is going to change us. He is going to change us. We're going to start to hear. And what are we going to hear? This, this is the picture here. This, this other world, this world of truth that counts when you're in trouble, this world of truth that God came to bring us so we could be where he is. We could think like him. We could live with him. We could listen to him. That he would change our hearing. And he would do it in some crazy way. He spits and touches our tongue. Now, some one point about that. Like, it... Why was it that Jesus would do things differently in different cases? Why would he make make mud and put it on the man's eyes and go tell him to wash? And why did he why did it take twenty four hours for the fig tree to wither? Um, why were um, why he never went to the centurion's home? But he, he the centurion said, "Don't come to my house. Like I'm a Gentile, you're a Jew." Don't come to my house. Just say the word, and you will do it. You know why? Do, why is this? Because we are people that are so much into systems and analysis that we would take it and package it, and we would say it has to be done this way. And Jesus is saying to us, "Now, I'll do it any way I want to, and you're not in control. I'm in control." I will do it my way. And maybe every time is a different way. 
So we need to like relate to him in this love and believe that he loves me and hear that and then start to speak about it. One time when he was in prison, he said he just decided that he's just going to sing and he didn't want to. And it didn't come out very well, but he did, did it and he just persisted in it and persevered in it and he did it. And he said that his life was made up of those decisions. He just had to decide. And this man, in my estimation, a little that I know about it, this man is like, is like a good example for us to constantly relate to what it is that God is saying to us. What, what Jesus is doing. How much Jesus opens our ears and also gives us clarity in our speech. And we could say the things and praise the Lord. And also um, a quote a scripture or be quiet. Or And he said he also danced in his uh, prison cell. He just danced and just decided. He was like making decisions. And of course, many hours of depression and loneliness and so on. And one time he said his mother from the United States came and visited him. And she said, she said, Andrew, God has put you here. God is with you. Andrew, you're appointed to this. This is your calling. You know, can you imagine your mother talking, saying that? To you? Yeah, I would like my mother to be that kind of mother. I would like my mother not to be sentimental, and, and my mother wasn't, but I'm just trying to say that I need Jesus to take me aside and change my life so that I can hear in a new way and I can speak in a new way. And I couldn't before. Yes, I could make noise. Yes, I could, I could um, you know, like observe things, but I was... Half the man I was supposed to be. But after you have been with Jesus and you exercise your faith in him, you will grow and increase in your understanding and in your fellowship, and we will, we will see the work of God in our lives. Amen. Would you pray with me, please? <clears throat> Lord Jesus, take us aside. Yes, Lord, this is your business. Change our ears, our speech, to be thankful. Not just mechanically, but spiritually put it in us. Fill us constantly. Help us, lead us. We pray. Maybe someone listening hasn't yet started your spiritual life. Start it today by making a decision to relate to God. God is for you. 
God cares about you. Jesus is here. He is here. Jesus is here in this world. No one talks like him. No one thinks like him. No one acts like him. Christ is here. He is the one that cares about you. Yes, believe in him and trust him. To us, the believers, Lord, may we be very responsive to what you say to us and be worshipers relating to you, believing you and following you. In Jesus' name, amen.